Nuclear. Now is it crick or creek? Coyote or coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. Okay, before we start the main part of our discussion, which is on me, myself, and I, and mostly myself... We are going to read to you four historic political examples of something that is or is not, maybe, maybe not, we'll talk about it, problematic. Kath, do you want to start with Abe Lincoln? Okay, this is Abe Lincoln during an 1860 debate, said, Judge Douglas complains... I'm trying to sound like Lincoln, and I don't think I can actually do it. (laughs) No, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah, give give it a shot. All right. Judge Douglas complains at considerable length about a disposition on the part of Trumbull and myself to attack him personally. Okay, now we're going a few years later. Obama's 2012 Thanksgiving address to the nation. A few years later. I'm not going to try to uh, mimic Obama. I'm a terrible mimic. <laughs> so on behalf of Michelle, Sasha, Malia, and myself, I wish to I want to wish everybody a wonderful and happy and safe Thanksgiving. Kathy, why don't you imitate Bernie Sanders? Now I'll imitate Bernie Sanders, <laughs> which will be much like my Abraham Lincoln imitation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always imagined that Bernie Sanders and Abraham Lincoln sounded basically alike. <laughs> it's uncanny, isn't it? Okay, this was during uh, the the Democratic presidential debates in 2020, March 2020. He said, tonight, the American people will see Joe Biden and myself on a debate stage, one-on-one. And now, last but not least, we're doing uh, Kamala Harris. To all, this is a a tweet, so I don't have to even bother trying to uh, mimic anything. To all of Joe Biden's supporters, thank you for being so welcoming to uh, Douglas, I I forget his name, Emhoff, and myself these last few days. Okay, Fletcher, do you detect a theme? (laughs) A theme. Um, They're all politicians. Let's see, what else do we have? Well, as, as as you said, up front, we're talking about uh, me, myself, and I. So, so all of those contain the word myself, and this is definitely something that people use a lot more than than I remember them using in the past. I don't know if if that's actually true or not, but it seems like people are using it all the time now. Usually, in place of of the word "me," which would generally work just fine. Um, and, and and often because maybe the word me doesn't sound important enough. I'm not really sure. Ooh, you're hitting on you're something hitting on here. <laughs> yeah. We're talking myself, and as Ross and I like to say, ourselves get confused by its excessive usage. Um, we got, we've got a lot of emails about this, which is why we wanted to do this selfie one, if you will. Everybody wants to know, why is everybody using myself when me is right, as you said, or when me is, is fine, actually. Um, we got like one letter. We had done an article, the most misused words in um, the English language, and she we did not include it. But she said, "I thought to myself, the word myself will most certainly be on that list. The poor word is the most butchered word. People really object to using me or I." So Ross and I want to talk about with you why is it misused, 
And as you said, we're going to get ahead of yourself. You already said one of the reasons you think was, you know, the whole how it sounds thing. But let's first explain why is myself not necessarily used correctly in these cases. Yeah, this would be technically wrong. There's a lot of debate now where, you know, can we be or should we be? I mean, there's no great rule, real book in the sky that says you can't do this or you can do that. But technically speaking, in classic English, myself or himself, herself, they're reflexive pronouns. They reflect back on the person talking or on the person doing the saying. I am talking about myself. Who am I talking about about myself? That's wrong. I just realized that. No, I'm talking about me. Here we go again. This is the problem with these. Reflexive, <laughs> no, they can get confusing. Reflexives generally reflect back on the subject of the sentence. You'd say, I see myself in the mirror. It's a reflection. Who do I see? I see myself in the mirror. Okay, now, how can you tell? You've already talked about yourself. You've already used the I in the sentence, which is why tech, that's the reflexive part. Or it can be intensive. I myself am going to go. That has a definite meaning that's different than I am going to go. It intensifies the whole I myself. Those are the two classic usages. I'm going to add something else here. They're, in English, there are only a few of them, but they're, in French, there are thousands, or probably, or and certainly in Latin and Spanish, the same thing. They're reflexive verbs that always have to take, or pretty much always have to take, a self-marker. Like, just think of it right now. I um, perjure. You don't perjure him. I perjure myself. I ingratiated. You can't just say I ingratiated. You need a, it's a reflexive. You need a myself. It's so funny, though, because... You don't think of them the same way. I mean, like Spanish, you automatically think of them. I mean, obviously, because it's, 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 but you don't really think of them in English. But no. you're at, you know, you don't really think of reflexive verbs that often. And I want to take it just a little further. Um, you wouldn't also say, I perjure me, right? You need that myself. You need that reflexive. Exactly. It's a mandatory reflexive verb. You have to have a, a self in there. I demean you don't demean others, you demean yourself. I demean myself. And you don't demean me again. And then I absent myself. Those are, then there's, there are a couple of others that we looked up and found they're called semi-reflexive verbs. Behave. Mom goes, behave yourself. But she can also say behave. That's a semi-reflexive. You can do it either way. Perjure, you need that reflexive in there. But they're very rare in English. But let's move along now to the misuse of myself. Okay, so we were saying, like Fletcher, at the top, you said we were saying why, you know, these were incorrect, technically incorrect usages of myself. And we were saying why, and you said that you felt like one of the reasons was... It sounds a little more important to say myself rather than than just me. Exactly. You know how I always say things, so people want to sound hotsy-totsy. That's one of those cases, I think. It sounds classier. It sounds sort of like, ooh, myself. It, it has import somehow. It's, it's kind of pretentious some of the time, I think. Or they're just trying to sound formal. I have another theory about why it's misused so much, but I'd like to hear more of what you have to say. We looked at an, uh, Harper uh, American Heritage uh, usage notes, and they found that um, people, one reason is it's ubiquitous. People used to hate its usage. Fowler's grammar hated it, etc. They did a survey in 1993. 73% of the people surveyed hated it. 
2009, only 55% did. What, so therefore, we're talking about this. It's getting ubiquitous and people hear it and then they reuse it without any reason other than they've already heard it again. There's another reason that I think we've got to touch on, which is the flip side of the formal and pretentious, is some people use it because it sounds egotistical to say me. They think it sounds more casual, which is the opposite of the formal, which is a weird dichotomy. They think that you and me sound sort of stark. They want to make it sound more cash and sort of folksy. Let's arrange a call between myself and you and Fletcher. You know what I mean? I, I completely it's agree. It's a big thing with politicians. It's a big thing with sports people. I think the politicians, the example we gave, I think the politicians was definitely there. I think it was definitely done for formality rather than anything else in that sense. I still think the biggest reason, though, that people normally use it is they're terrified of the I-me distinction. Give the package to, you know, Bill and, and they go, oh my gosh, Bill and who? And then myself, kind of like, they don't have to worry about give the package to Bill or me or I. A lot of people, we hear it all the time, use I incorrectly. A lot of people are scared. They don't know the distinction. Myself seems like a kind of nice compromise. Yep, that's exactly what my theory was uh, that that I mentioned a moment ago. And Yeah, I, I think that's exactly it. Uh, Kathy yelled at Ross and me. That would be correct, but, but you know, it's a little hard sometimes to know right in the moment, uh, so it's easier to say Kathy yelled at Ross and myself or, exactly. you know, the, the other way, Ross and I yelled at Kathy, okay, or is it Ross and me yelled? Or So Ross and myself yelled at Kathy, or myself and Ross yelled at Kathy. Sorry about all of this yelling. We we actually all get along. We get along <laughs> very well. Me, I think, at myself. <laughs> i got to tell you guys, I don't know about either of you, but I am guilty of that. I will throw in a myself in a pinch. I will, absolutely. Because not when I'm writing. When I'm writing, I, I, can, I can figure it out. But when I'm speaking off the cuff, and I've got to be quick, and I'm terrified of sounding like an idiot and saying I when it should be me or me when it should be I. I will toss it in myself. I, I'm definitely one of those people, and I'm not ashamed. I couldn't tell you whether I do it or not. I don't think I do it a lot if I do, but I don't know that I don't do it. I'm in the same boat. I, Kathy was saying that, and I was saying, do I or not? I don't know. I do know on a recent radio call, people were decrying, saying, uh, yeah, no, and yeah, we had talked about that. And I had to admit, I always say, yeah, no. So now I'm wondering, I must say, give it to give it to Kathy and myself. I probably do say it. I don't know. Well, I'm one of those people. I mean, I started hypercorrecting with the I, me too much. So, I mean, I would I would I, I just got to the point where I panicked. I mean, literally with with I and me, which is a horrible thing to say with sitting here on this podcast. But it, and as I, I repeat myself, not when I'm writing, when I'm speaking, when I'm speaking quickly, like you said, Fletcher, you're you're talking. You, you've got to have, you know, quickly throw into myself. No one no one can fault you that much. I don't, I, I, and also, I don't think it's necessarily, you know, we, we're telling you what's technically correct, what's technically wrong. It doesn't really, I don't, does it bother you guys? It doesn't really bother me. The four examples, including Abe Lincoln, uh, did not bother me particularly. Mm -mm. I, didn't, I mean, maybe it's technically incorrect, but I don't really, I don't, I don't really care. Do you? Uh, I don't even know that I really notice it 
that much at all. People say it, as you said, the the ubiquity. Uh, people say it so much that we're just we're hearing it all of the time. There are times when it seems a little awkward, and I think it might depend on where it's being placed in the sentence. Um, maybe mm-hmm. it's maybe it's like when when if somebody says myself and Ross um, or. Ross, myself, and Kathy, or something like that. I don't. I don't know. Um, you know, it, it just it makes the sentence feel really awkward. But I, it is very hard for me to remember when to use myself and when not to. I mean, I know we talked about it at the beginning with the reflexive thing, and right now that's easy to stick in my head. But ask me in four months, and I don't know if I'll remember when you should use myself. <laughs> now, moving along, now we're getting into some areas where it's, this is tricky. Kathy's going to read you a sentence from the New York Times. Okay, ready? Miss Sis says her clients, primarily in Europe and the United States, many of whom are art collectors like herself, find traditional jewelry too staid. Okay, that's a sentence that's tough for the ear. Um, will you read it again? Miss Sis says her clients, primarily in Europe and the United States, many of whom are art collectors like herself, find traditional jewelry too staid. Her clients, many of whom are art collectors like herself. Oh, that was a good. Oh, that was a good. Of course, cat. we're talking about the reflexive. I was thinking, okay, there's so many words in there that we could be talking about, but of course, we're talking about the reflexive there. Herself. No, that's right. Because it's not myself; it's herself. <laughs> uh, I. She's already been mentioned right in the sentence. Um, so I don't know. Again, this is hard. This reflexive thing is hard for me to keep it's straight. It's difficult. The reflexive refers to the subject of the sentence. Okay. That, I, I got to admit that that means almost nothing to me. I mean, I, I'm really, uh, of, of all of my, my, my language skills, uh, one of those is not being able to like diagram a sentence. I really don't, mm. I don't know what's what. I was um, so, we were lucky. Mom, our mom taught, did, uh, she was a nut on grammar. She both taught us how to do it, or me at least. I don't know if she did you, Kathy. Nope, not me. I came home, I was crying. And I, was, I was the second kid. They were born. No, the I, was, I, was I was, it was in sixth grade and I was crying. I didn't get something and I couldn't understand what was going on and why I got it wrong and mom said let's just diagram it and then she showed me I thought this is really cool I never did I did everything by ear the subject you do you, we're very different in that I don't I can't do the yeah. ear I have bad ears the subject of the sentence is the, is the thing doing the doing whatever okay that's the subject it's the doer of the sentence or of the clause it's the doer of the sentence or the part of the sentence that has a verb in it that's sort of separate do you understand that Fletcher sort of yeah it's the doer. And okay. then the reflexive refers back to the doer. I wash myself. I'm the guy who's doing it. The verb is washing. And then the reflexive refers back to like, I wash what? I wash who? I wash myself. Okay? She washes herself. Again, the doer is the she. And then the ref- reference back is the, uh, the self part. She washes myself is obviously incorrect. It has to refer to the person doing it. So it would be herself. Do you understand now? Yeah, I get that, definitely. Okay. I'm sorry for boring everyone, but... No, that's all right. You know, it's probably good to have remedial grammar um, every now and then, (laughs) for somebody like me especially. Okay, so then let's look at the sentence again. Mrs. Sis says her clients, many of whom are art collectors like herself, find traditional jewelry too staid. Now, in this case, herself refers to, has to refer to 
the subject of the, of the sentence or the clause. The clause is a chunk of a sentence that has like a verb in it and it seems sort of like complete in itself. Right. So so it, it, if it's part of that clause, then it, it would be um, the subject would be the clients right. who are art collectors. Very right. good. Right. Very good. I think you're ready to diagram right, right and left. <laughs> Here's a set. We'll email you a set immediately. <laughs> Apologies to everybody who already knows all of these things. Look, uh, yeah, I got I I aced the English section on the ACT. All right, and I don't know how to diagram a sentence. I don't know what <laughs> well, that says. Well, neither do I. So don't worry. <laughs> and I write books about this. <laughs> but Fletcher, you did it. You did it perfectly. You got it right. In this case, it shouldn't be. It should be like her. Now, this started an enormous debate in the Times, and it's it's extended outward. Is this really? Uh, many of whom are art collectors like her. It should be. Miss says it's her clients, primarily in Europe and the United States. Many of whom are art collectors like her find traditional jewelry too stained. Personally, Kathy and I both think that herself sounds better than her. Do you agree or not? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I don't think I'd think anything either way if I saw either word there. Yeah, me neither. I'm, I'm, I'd be like, okay, what kind of jewelry? <laughs> that's what I was curious about. <laughs> but that's what we found. This is the problem. And this is where we go back into the nitpicky, quote, rules, unrules of English. As Ross just said, neither of us particularly finds an issue with this. And if you look back, you find herself theoretically or technically misused all over the joint. Um, Jane Austen, we found two examples, and I'm sure there are many more. Lewis Carroll and Alice's, uh, Alice in Wonderland, Henry James, Longfellow, uh, Thomas Hardy, George Eliot, Hawthorne. Who else, Ross? I mean, there were so many. Well, Kath, we, had the, we found the one that was almost exactly like this sentence was Margaret Atwood, which is exactly what we just looked at. She had sufficient experience with nobility to know how they looked upon women like herself. That's actually correct. I mean, I, like her, it's terrible. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I think this gets to what we're often talking about is, d does this actually cause a problem? And in most of these cases, it does not cause a problem at all. And there's always something to be said for the elegance of language. But as you've also described here, sometimes the wrong answer actually sounds better. Exactly. And I think that's really important. Right and wrong is, is, is very fuzzy. Yeah, well, we had looked at there, there, um, several grammars talk, talk about what they call overrides. And that's a case when the reflexive kind of looks, kind of like makes it not as good as it would should be, as we were just talking about. Like her sounds, an override overrides the technical grammar point, they call it, which I think is fine. And usually those override reflexives, we're going to get technical here for a minute and then we're going to try to get it simpler, occur to, I'll quote what they said, where there is not a close structural relationship between the reflexive and the antecedent that we find with basic reflexives. That's confusing to say right, right off the bat. What it means is that we just had that at the top example. The, the uh, Mrs. Sis or whatever her name is, is very far away from the latter part of the thing talking about they're like her. If she were right next to it, the reflexive would be better. When it's far away in the sentence, like herself kind of goes, hey, look, we're not talking about the people in the clause. We're going backwards and talking about her. So in a way, it's like a form that makes it seem more correct. And that's extremely confusing. If you're looking at it, it's easy to see. 
but it's distance. When it's farther away, the reflexive can work, even though it's technically incorrect. And then I think you go back to the just the whole thing. This is where I, I, as opposed to like rules or whatever, I think the ear matters. I mean, just as you said, Fletcher, the key is communication. And I think, I mean, we have a list of places where, which are technically, technically you would want the, the self form, but they sound much worse. Yeah, read them, Kath. Those are good. Go on, go on. I like, that's a good point. You can't take it with you. You can't take it with yourself. <laughs> you know, she takes a lot on herself. She takes a lot on her. Uh, he needs to get over himself. I mean, that's the, uh, you can see which is right and which is wrong in your ear. I've got to get ahead of myself, sounds right. I've got to get ahead of me, sounds wrong. So, I mean, it's like, you can flip them back and forth. Yeah, I think we do need, I think Kathy is right. We need an ear on these. I put it behind me. I put it behind myself. That is actually a flippy. You could go either way on that one. I put it behind myself. I put it behind me. You know what's funny about that? One of them, to me, feels um, like actual physical behind behind myself and the other one feels like uh i've i've taken a new step in my life Ooh. so you know i've i've put it behind me feels like uh i i've i've left that period of my life behind and i put it behind myself feels like you know i picked up this chair and, and set it behind that's me. really that's good an, that's a, you're, you're right that's an interesting little uh, <laughs> Isn't that weird twist it is <laughs> that's really interesting i think probably the self aspect gives you a body feel slightly yeah i think so I th- which is sort of one of the reasons why I think it's an intensifier, oddly enough. Yeah, I myself Cause, will go, Because yeah. I think, like, sometimes when you use it as an intensifier, because it's... Or sometimes when... Uh, this is when I don't have a problem saying, like, you know, like, doing this with myself. Because I picture it's like you're talking about, like, you know, Bob over there. And myself is all, is like Bob. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like I'm, a thir- I'm going a little bit of a third person on myself. Yeah. If that makes sense at all, I'm phrasing it very poorly. No, but I, I sort of see what you're saying. I think you're right. Well, it, it, can get, <laughs> it can get really philosophical because there's been difficulty, of course, through time defining what I am, right? What is me? What is this thing? Is it my consciousness? Is it this body? And so when you say myself, you are sort of individuating this thing as an entity in the world, right? Yeah. (laughs) That's beautifully put. That's what I was trying to say when I was saying Bob and myself. Yeah, exactly. It's, It's less ephemeral than me. Yeah, there's a more concrete thing there. It is myself. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's sort of the emphatic. This is heavy, man. <laughs> Although there are some caveats to that too, because we did we did find one usage uh, where in Irish English sometimes uh, the self is used as a subject opening sentence. Um, you can say, for example, uh, himself isn't here right now. Oh yeah. Uh huh. But I imagine they think of the self differently than we're thinking of the self, just as we talked. Do you know what I mean? I don't know, but. They're probably not thinking of that bodily identification to the same degree. That's the problem with language. It gets complex. How, how are people thinking and how are they viewing it? We don't know. Speaking of the myself, though, I wanted to throw in, we had also found, which fascinated us um, when we were just doing research on myself, that the phrase myself included or including myself have hugely shot up in usage um, since the 1800s, which I don't know why. No, I think we go back to the reasons we were saying before, the ubiquity, et cetera, et cetera. It just keeps building on itself, mm. I think. I was going to throw one other interesting thing out. All of these all of these words, like I has myself, they have a reflexive form. You has yourself, 
you plural has yourselves, her has herself, etc. I was wondering, they now as a singular pronoun, do you use they as a regular one as a plural and it has themselves? But now some style guides say that if it's a, if you're using it as a singular, you know, when we have the singular oh, they, self? it's themselves, which is interesting. Themselves? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fine. I, that's what I would go yeah. with themselves or their self. Actually, themselves at least makes it clearer to me that it's singular, oddly enough. Don't you think? That way you know it's a singular singular they as opposed to a plural they, which is what does still throw me sometimes, I've got to admit. <laughs> oh, English. I know. It's so confusing. <laughs> now, Fletcher, we're going to go into another little test. I just wanted to say very quickly what we, we had said before about why we use myself. We use myself because we're so scared of me versus I. Mm-hmm. Can I just toss this out? Do you know why we use me so much more often than I? Why does me seem more appealing to us informally than I? No. Do you have a reason? Yeah, actually. Linguists call it unmarked uh, or the standard basic form for pronouns. And it's like the fur it goes like to what ross was saying the further and further away a pronoun is from the verb you want to you want to you don't follow the 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 regular rules you tend to want to say me as opposed to i like bobby mcgee instead of me and bobby mcgee bobby mcgee and i would technically be correct julio and i down by the schoolyard and the king and me <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that interesting, though? Huh. Um, here's one. Here's one that we were scre- everyone's screaming about. This one, it's online. We are a family. What's this correct? We are a family of four: my father, my mother, my brother, and me. Or we are a family of four: my father, my mother, my brother, and I. Or we are a family of four: my father, my mother, my brother, and myself. Well, I'm, I would have gone with me if I were the one writing that sentence. Technically, you're wrong. <laughs> How's that for quick? <laughs> it's we are a family of four. The correct answer. The correct. Well, the, the way to figure it out is to is to flip the sentence. Right. To, that's, so you go, my father, my mother, my sister and I are the four members of my family. So the correct, technically correct one is, we are a family of four. My father, my mother, my brother, and I. Yeah, okay. I am in the family of four. (laughs) And then here we go with our talk about what you should say and what you shouldn't say. I think in regular casual speech, I think we'd all say my brother and me. I think, I think personally that my brother and myself doesn't sound too good. I would not use that personally i would do my brother and myself <laughs> i would if we were running a formal you know a formal uh, presentation i would do i but we have that's what like a what a david crystal an english linguist says these are registers of use for depending on where we are who we're talking to or whatever to whom we are talk speaking we use yeah. different different levels of, of english in that sense which i think is the way English should be used, really. Yeah, definitely. And, and and funny that you mentioned right there the who and and whom because that's what I thought of when Kathy you said to flip the sentence and figure out mm-hmm. because that's that's often how I do figure out whether I should be using who or whom is is I flip the sentence around. But that sort of supposes that I care, and with who and whom <laughs> I, I I rarely care, uh, and I think I feel the same way about a sentence like 
the one you gave us a moment ago. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. The other thing that's fascinating in a sentence like that is when you have all those different all those different people, the father, mother, brother, and me. If you notice in all of them, the I, the me, the myself is at the end. And there's no rule for that. But to our ear, just speaking about what sounds right, it sounds sort of odd to go, we are a family of four, me, my father, my, bro- my mother, my brother. Or especially sounds weird when you go, we are a family of four, I, my father, my mother, my brother. And that's, and that's one area where myself, I think, sometimes does sort of pinch hit. I think sometimes if you want to yeah. put yourself first, myself, for some reason to me, I have no reason, I have no understanding why, if we had us put me first, we are a family of four, myself, my father, my brother, and my mother, doesn't sound as rude or as egotistical as saying, we are a family of four, I, my mother, my brother, doesn't it? Exactly. Isn't that weird? <laughs> and so I, I want to get this clear. There really is no rule that says I have to go at the end. No. No, that's just like you being modest and polite. I think it's because we don't want to sound conceited. I sort of had always heard when I was growing up that that it was rude to put yourself first in, in a sentence, but I didn't realize that that was really the only reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's totally it's totally like an etiquette thing. Because I, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, I always loved um, Cannery Row, um, um, John Steinbeck's Cannery Row, and Mac, uh, character in it, always says, I and the boys. He always starts at his sentences like that, and I was fascinated by it, uh, just, just how it sounded. And you realize it's because he's the really the ruler of that little, you know, this group of bums. And, and so it makes sense that he would put himself first. But it was so odd to my ear. And to read it, I, it fascinated me as a kid. Well, this has honestly been been really eye-opening and helpful for me. Now, like I said, uh, what is this? This is the end of April. Ask me again at the end of August, and we'll see if I retain any of this. But but for right now, you, you know, I feel like I, I genuinely learned something today. <laughs> but now, shouldn't you have said, this has been helpful to myself? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, ask me in August, that might be what I say. <laughs> This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. Kathy Petrus records from her home in Seattle, Washington, Ross Petrus from his home in Toronto, Ontario. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod. Email them at KandRPetrus at gmail.com or email me at Powell at KMUW.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or even a review at Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help us. They're how we get more people to find us. Kathy and Ross's book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press. You can find that and much of their other work pretty much anywhere you get books. We recommend your local independent bookstore. And, of course, Kathy and Ross are always up to something. You can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S dot com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks.